Okay, so I'm recording. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just do a little intro and then okay. get right into it. Welcome back, guys, to Bitches with Pitches. This week oh. I have. <laughs> That's cute. Thank you. <laughs> so, this week I have a very special guest. Her name is Chris Originals. She is an art director, designer, illustrator, animator. Everything design-oriented, you name it, she can do it. She's based out of St. Louis, and she's an art director. Um, so we're going to have a couple couple minutes to chat with her. Without further ado, Chris Originals. Thanks for having me, roommate. <laughs> <laughs> Slash Heather. <laughs> no problem, roommate. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for having you know, having this chat with us, taking the time. I'm super excited to talk to you. Mm. Obviously, well, the listeners don't know, but we know each other in real life, so that makes <laughs> it even cooler to, like, yeah. chat, you know, interview style. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to, do you have an intro for yourself, or do you want to just get right into the questions? I think you did a wonderful intro. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Um, for myself, I'm a, like she said, graphic designer, artist, and creative. I really love separate suppression. I really love motion graphics and typography. My biggest dream in life is to have my own YouTube content series where I make art and I connect with different gay people from all over the world. That's awesome. <laughs> and what is your YouTube channel? Right now, my YouTube channel is called Chris Originals. My content series would be called Art and Gay Shit. Okay, sweet. <laughs> All right, that actually goes into my first question. So you've recently changed your name to Chris Originals mm-hmm. on your social, obviously on your website, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Can you explain the meaning behind that name? Mm-hmm. Initially, my, my name was Christina on all my social media platforms, but as I've been exploring my sexuality, my gender expression, and my style of dress... I've been noticing that I don't want to fit into the binaries of female or man or masculinity. So I chose to change my name to Chris because it's gender neutral and it's also what my family calls me. So it makes me feel at home, it makes me feel peaceful, and it makes me feel more of myself. That's awesome. That's so great. Do you think art has allowed you to find your sense of self? Mm, I think art helps me to express my sense of self. I think I've found who I am really by talking to other people, by being around people who are authentically themselves, it encouraged me to be myself. And also my friends back home in St. Louis are really encouraging. They, they when I told my two closest friends that I'm thinking about changing my pronouns to they, them, and they were like, they were like just, just do it, like I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if I really wanna change it, yeah, but they were so encouraging and supportive that it makes me feel free. So they help me to they just help me to embrace who I am. That's awesome. So you mentioned you're from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. How do you think St. Louis has influenced your style? Mm. I don't think the city of St. Louis has influenced my style. I think the people of St. Louis have my teachers, my like my friends. My friends, by the way, are creatives themselves, artists, music producers, communicators, all that type of creativity. So they helped me, and the people of St. Louis helped me, just by educating me, teaching me new ways to think, and exploring my mind, expanding my mind. That's awesome. I love that. All right, just a second. So I know you initially, we were talking a couple weeks back about, I don't even know like what we were talking about. We were talking about, 
Oh, because we had both changed our majors. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. So you said that you originally studied psychology. Yes. Um, but you later switched to design or art direction. Uh, actually, interactive design. Nice. That mm-hmm. is, that's sick. So what made you make that final switch? Well, when they were teaching me uh, teaching me about psychology, they kind of explained to me that even after I complete all my years of education, like the eight years it takes there is still someone like watching over you and training you and i didn't like the aspect of always being watched or always being looked over so i wanted to switch to something and then i remember that i had some coding experience in high school and i was pretty good at it so once i made it switched over to interactive design just to try it out um my professors saw something in me they encouraged me they told me i had an eye for design so i figured this was a good place for me to be so i stuck with it that's awesome so were you doing design and illustration and stuff like in high school? Uh, well, I've always been like an artistic kid. So I was drawing and painting and I did some like very little graphic design stuff. But besides my main thing before I became a graphic designer was drawing. That's awesome. Do you have any advice for students who want to change their major? Um, but maybe afraid to do so. Uh, yes, I do have advice. Just change it, change it. <laughs> you know, if I have a type of parents that get concerned if I start changing things too much. So I say change it first and take your parents later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely I agree with that. From mm-hmm. coming from someone who also changed their major, mm-hmm. um, I would say talk to people who are in that major beforehand, whether that's going to clubs or grabbing coffee with people who are in your major, and just. And um, ask the, talk about the, or meet with their professors too, who are in the right. program, um, just so you can get a feel of, you know, what you want to study, if it's the right place for you. And also, if you're having doubts about changing your major, change that shit as fast as possible because yeah. your credits will get lost and you're spending thousands of dollars to go to school and get an education. You might as well get it in something that you enjoy and that you're passionate in. And that is not going to be a waste of money. Make sure you're double checking your uh, credits too, because mm-hmm. we we have people to like look over our credits and make sure that everything is transferring over. But somehow they always mess somebody up. So just make sure you're checking your own credits as well. But yeah, if you want to switch your major, just go for it. College is a college for most people is a, is a safe transition to like try new things and explore new things. And the more you figure out what you don't like, it gets you closer to what you do like. So just take the leap. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Can't agree more. So back to psychology. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested in psychology, but I was very similar to you where I didn't want to pursue it because yeah. I knew that, you know, you have to get additional education and you're not getting paid, you know, typically very high wages. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think psychology has influenced your work in design and art direction? Hmm. That's interesting. That's an interesting question. I think it has, but not to not to a degree that I learned in psychology classes. Like, of course, colors are in, inf, of course colors influences somebody like the way they think and the way they act, and then type does as well. But really, sorry. <laughs> this is a safe space. <laughs> The real way psychology comes into art and design is when you're concepting. So, mm-hmm. like, when you're concepting for a campaign or you're concepting for art or, like, how you want your photography to come off, that's where the psychology is coming in. Because you're thinking, how do I promote this emotion 
without being direct? How do I influence someone to think the way I want them to think without without making them feel like I'm directly telling them what to do or like I'm impacting their lives but making it as subtle? Mm-hmm. That's where psychology comes in. Mm-hmm. Mm. For sure. I agree. So I don't think I mentioned it earlier, but we met this summer. Mm-hmm. A little while ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's been like we've been we've been friends for like five weeks now. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, it feels like we've been friends for longer. I'm just thinking that <laughs> <laughs> roommate. Okay, but I think you're very eloquent and like you're way better at explaining things than I am sometimes. Mm. Um, so we're at an internship program called the Marcus the I Create Bootcamp, which is run through the Marcus Graham Project right now could you speak on that program and what we do on you know a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. as well as large scale okay so the marcus brown program was started by two individuals two black males who were in advertising and they noticed that it wasn't enough people of color in the industry so they decided to start their own solution basically so their solution was to create a advertising boot camp where they get 10 to 15 different people from every state in the u.s close to it and they bring them to Dallas, Texas for roughly three months to create their own advertising agency. So right now, me and Heather's agency is called Odyssey. We have about, I want to say like six clients that we work on separately. Everyone, each individual in the program has two to three clients that they are, are part of. My clients are Google Fossil and the Marcus Graham Project. Yeah. Everybody has a different role. We have art directors, copywriters, brand managers, project managers, social media specialists, and a producer. Basically, the bare bones of what you need for an advertising agency, we have that. Sweet. And what is your role on the team? Mm-hmm. My role <laughs> is art director, and I work very closely with you as a copywriter. We, uh, just in case anybody who's listening doesn't know, the relationship between an art director and a copywriter is is actually very important and it and very tactile in a way because we come up with the concept we come up with the visuals we come up with the words for campaigns that we eventually pitch to everyone else so we are like the heart of the agency where everybody else is like the brain mm, that's a good way to look at it mm. yeah and it's definitely you should know your copywriter art director or you should know if you're a copywriter know your art director mm-hmm. vice versa because when you know them on a personal level and you can hang out with them and, you know, just talk to them like a human, that shit's going to be way better. Like the creative work you're going to be making. Mm-hmm. Because it feels more like collaboration with your friend instead of like co-working. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's like the best part of advertising is when you're at work and it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. like, that's something I really like about advertising. Like when we actually go outside and go work or we go into those little glass rooms. Yeah, or like that feeling, it's almost like your, I don't know, like your brain is just like shooting out electricity. Like when you're coming up with like cool ideas and they just come like, like just flood out of you. Like that mm. feeling is like, it's like indescribable. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you said you're an art director. Yes. How would you describe the difference between art direction and design? Mm. Art direction takes a lot more intellectual powers. Um, design, design to me is routine. It's, it's, it comes naturally, so it's not, 
it's not as challenging mentally as far as like concepting is. The main difference is concepting. Mm-hmm. Where you're designing, you know exactly what colors and fonts and typography and, and, and photo treatment you need to go after. When you're an art director, you are a designer you are, and you're intellectual. So you're bringing your left brain, your right brain together. And that's where the most challenging aspect of it is. I feel that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sweet. And so you said earlier you work in advertising. Mm-hmm. Advertising, I think, is an industry that it's almost its own separate entity. Like the even the vernacular you use, the, like the culture of agencies, how they, you know, you walk into an ad agency sometimes and it doesn't even look like a business. There's like, yep. you know, pinball machines and bars and like people <laughs> on scooters and stuff. And you're like, where am I? Yes. Um, yes. It's a very weird culture. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. It's like work hard, but play hard just as much. Right. For sure. How would you describe your experience in advertising in three words? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because I've only been advertising for like five weeks solid. <laughs> Let me think about that. Mm. One, okay, the first word is insights. Mm. Mm. Insightful. Like the insights we have to come up with campaigns, mm, mm-hmm. top of my mind, definitely insights. Um, I'm thinking of a word that could describe like it's very it's very people oriented. Mm-hmm. And okay, this is gonna have a negative connotation, but I feel like it's manipulative. Manipulative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't mean it in a negative way. What I mean by that is like people will sell a story mm-hmm. to sell a product. So yeah. you're going around it in a weird way. But at the end of the day, the brand needs the product to sell. So it's kind of like you're manipulating the viewer to have an emotional attachment through the story mm-hmm. so they can actually go buy that product. Yeah. I heard recently I heard someone say that this this probably will be debated, but the word <laughs> manipulate manipulative yes. has no negative context. It's just what you're what you're manipulating someone to do. Mm. Um, because I think a similar word, which has a way better positive, it, which is way more positive, is persuasive. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. That's just, that's definitely something that bothers me about advertising. Is like you tell people you're in it, and some people will will look at you differently mm-hmm. and kind of judge you but i think it all depends on it's a huge industry you know there's yeah. millions and millions of products just in the united states so i think it just depends on what you're advertising and who you're advertising to and what you're saying with that message through mm-hmm. the product can i ask you a question yeah how do you feel so at the boot camp everyone keeps telling us like it's a predominantly white mm-hmm. industry but in this boot camp, it's predominantly minority experience. Mm-hmm. So what what's your like your experience being like <laughs> being the only one? Being the only white person? Yeah. Um Oh yeah, let me preface this saying. So, um the Marcus Graham project is a it's a diversity initiative, um mm-hmm. internship, and it's predominantly people of color. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Typically, every year, they select one non-person of color who's a white person. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Is it really, like, typically always one? Some years, yeah. That's that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel like you... This is like the reverse, and that's not right either. Because to me, diversity know, yeah. me, diversity includes white people, includes all people. Oh, and I think for future years, they definitely should include people with like different ability types and different sexualities and like different, just more diversity outside of race and culture. I feel yeah. And to answer your question, mm-hmm. um, as. The only white person, I don't know if I can speak to from the perspective of a white person who was not aware of the program or was not aware of what to expect Mm -hmm. beforehand um, because my sister did the program three years ago. So there was a lot of like, just like the logistics of, Mm. you know, like the, you know, what the work hours would be like, what are the supervisors like, what the living situations like. Um, That was all information that was given to me. Um... And, like, I knew coming in I'd be the only white person. Um, And that's something that I definitely... I think struggle's not the right word, but I I think about sometimes where being gay to me, I don't really think about it that much. Like, I I don't think it really affects my day-to-day life as much. Like, I'm probably generalizing and, you know... But I think sometimes as a white person who's gay I don't see it as a similar experience because I can walk into a room get to know someone learn about them work with them and never tell them that I'm gay Mm. or it'll you know it could happen later on if they check my social media or if I just say it to them and it's almost like I can create that first impression where they're not going to feel biased about my identity but Mm. I think it's for people of color it's really fucked up because someone can just walk into a room and already have a bias or make some assumption about you. Um, so that's something I've definitely just thought about, you know, I've always thought about it, but like more recently. Hmm. Um, and I think like the key takeaway I've learned just like as a white person in this program is diversity and inclusion is incredibly complex. Everyone has a different interpretation of what that looks like, you know, especially in a corporate environment. Um, and I've definitely learned to just listen. Like, it sounds simple, but you have to listen. You have to listen to other people's, you know, experiences. You can't come into a room, any room, and act like you know everything or you know better or... Because you really don't. Like, we all have different experiences. Even, you know, people of color in this internship, you know, they're from all over the country. Mm -hmm. You know, one of our interns is from India. So, like, I, I think I've learned that... I just need to sit back and listen sometimes and there's certain conversations that I can't speak on or I can't, you know, I don't have any personal experiences with with that conversation or with that, you know, whatever topic we're talking about. So I just have to like sit back and, you know, listen. And yeah, I think that's one thing I've definitely been able to get better in just my day-to-day life is the ability to listen and to kind of, yeah, hear other people's experiences. Mm. I like you, Heather. Mm, I like you a lot, too. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and, like, and this summer's been awesome. Yeah. Like, like I know the work is tough. Like, get, don't get me wrong. Like, advertising, the work itself is, it can be, like, 
oh my god, it can like be such a pain in the ass sometimes. No, for but sure. But the people you meet are like the dopest people you've ever met, and they mm-hmm. push you so hard to like be your best. Mm-hmm. I think you're doing a great job here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Y'all can't see it, but I'm crying right now. <laughs> they can Thank feel you. it. They can feel it. Oh, you're doing amazing too. Thank you. Like, this actually goes into my <clears throat> next question very Ooh. well. So you are, you are like one of the hardest people, hardest not hardest people, hardest <laughs> working people I know, <sighs> and I've met like in my life. Like your work ethic to me is something that I always am so inspired by. And your ability to just, like, like, I see you all the time. Like, you're sitting by the pool and you just are, like, in your work. And, like, mm-hmm. you're just so dedicated to it. Um, so, my question is, how do you keep that energy going even when you're not feeling good or maybe you're not in the right headspace? Mm-hmm. Um, I keep it, so if I'm not in the right headspace but I know I need to get work done... For me, music is key. Mm-hmm. If I turn music on, it helps me to feel good. It helps me to feel focused. And not to mention, if I turn music on, it helps me to relieve whatever anxiety and stress I'm feeling. So if I do that and I write my to-do list, I have to write a to-do list. Because <laughs> if I don't, <laughs> everything in my hand like, I'm wandering around. It's like, I have so much to do. But if I write it down on a piece of paper and I can see it, I can check it off. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel as overwhelming. And then combine that with music in the background. Mm-hmm. Everything feels lighter. Sometimes when I work, I feel like euphoric. I feel at peace. I feel like in a really good flow. And all of that is because I'm either listening to music or I'm in a space where somehow I'm surrounded by positivity. Either I'm with my friends or or I'm alone, but I'm just at ease. I feel mm-hmm. that. That's awesome. That's awesome. That was such a good answer. <laughs> You got some good transitions in this. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's all, you know, it's all off the cuff. We're, all just, we're doing this on the fly. <laughs> I found in life that you can prepare for so much, but sometimes you just have to ad-lib, you know? Uh-huh. You're doing a good job. How Thank long you. have you been doing stuff like this? Interviews? Yeah. Um, interviewing people I don't know, it's been like three or four months. Okay. Because um, I used to interview my sister fairly often. Mm-hmm. Which didn't even feel like an interview. It was just me calling her and putting my phone up, you know, next to my laptop. We just talk for you know thirty minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely this whole you know my blog and this whole experience at the internship has made me realize that I really like interviewing people and mm-hmm. I love hearing people's stories. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing this space with me. No problem. <laughs> okay, so we've talked about. Your work ethic, we've talked about advertising, mm-hmm. talked about psychology. So, do you want to stay in advertising for a majority of your career? Or do you want to parlay these skills you've acquired to another industry or passion? Mm-hmm. I definitely don't want to be in advertising for the majority of my life. Because it, um, it is stressful. It does, at times, feel consuming. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. And even at times, it feels like the consumption is taken away from my spirituality, my being, and my creativity. So mm-hmm. I definitely want to wouldn't want to stay in this space for any longer than that would have to be. 
But moving forward, I do want to be in advertising because I have the experience now. And I want to keep concepting and keep getting better. And I like the idea of, of influencing somebody with my visuals and with my intellect. Mm-hmm. I really want to do that. So the goal is to get an advertising job, work in it, but use, use what I learned in the tools so I can move forward with my own passions. All right. We're back on. <laughs> and we're back. Okay. Do you have so, an audio intro to like like a music intro to this? Yeah, I'm going to add one. Yeah. I have a producer friend that can make a beat for you. Oh my gosh, I would love that. Yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah. I was I was just going to take some free music, you know, off the web, but you know, if mm-hmm. we can get Mm-mm. Let's get can... some of this completely <laughs> We can support other artists while we're doing this. Yes. Why not? <laughs> Everybody comes up. um okay so you said that you don't want to stay in advertising right do you want to start your own media company someday um i actually don't want to be my own boss Mm -hmm. at all um my brother and my family has a very entrepreneurial spirit spirit and they keep encouraging me to like um do freelance and get my own Mm -hmm. job and stuff like that but that's just not where my mind is at or my spirit so I'm not going to do that, but I would like, I like working for other people or rather I like working with other people. Mm. So if I can stay in that space, I would love to. And yeah, I actually would like to do stuff like this more, like mm-hmm. podcasts and stuff and talking to people one-on-one and recording a video series or something. Cause I like the aspect of connecting to people just on like human to human type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that it definitely just, no. It's fun. I just love talking to people in general. Mm. So being able to talk about things I'm passionate about with people who are as passionate, if not more. Like, that's that's a crazy experience in itself. Mm-hmm. Definitely inspiring. Yeah. Speaking of inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Another good transition. Ooh. Okay. So I asked these two questions at the end of every interview. Um, I consider them softball questions, but... But I think the amount of broadness can be a little bit daunting sometimes. So, mm. what inspires you? Uh, I was going to say it's like a lot, but I don't think it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, people inspire me. Certain people inspire me. Um, Taylor D, Taylor the Mirror on Instagram mm-hmm. inspires me. She's my best friend. Austin mm. Davis, who makes music. He's a producer. He's inspires me. Um, Uli, he's my mentee and my best friend. He inspires me. Music inspires me. Rap inspires me. People who who really believe they are the absolute best when they're in a room with people who, who are arguably better than them, but they don't care about that, that really inspires me as well. <laughs> and actually, uh, Kanye before Trump was a really <laughs> big inspiration. <laughs> I agree. People like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Alright, so my final question. I ask everyone. And it could be any answer. Okay. It could be a huge answer, it could be just you know, just one singular event or something. And I can share my my answer if that helps as well. Mm-hmm. What makes you a badass? <laughs> <laughs> this is how you end every every interview? Yeah, that's how I end every interview. <laughs> What makes me a badass? 
<laughs> Everyone is. No matter how big or how small mm-hmm. where you're from. Um. Bro. Like, I'm just me. I can't be anything less or anything more. Um, I'm like gay. I'm I'm an artist. I'm black. The way I talk, the way I dress, the way like the way I design, I like I was telling you at when we was getting drinks that I really think I'm an attractive person in general. I don't like to say that loud a lot because it sounds cocky, mm-hmm. but to me, I just really think as a person, I'm really fucking cool. Like. I just like, I like me, and I think that's what makes me a badass. I just like me, and I appreciate me. That's such a great answer. Damn. Mm. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I I know, back to our conversation we had the other night Mm. about, about why, like, why is it a taboo to consider yourself attractive? Like, that's such a weird westernized culture thing, Mm. you know? Just to think you're, like, cute. Yeah, or, like, the fact that we can, I don't know, we can go on Instagram and find a stranger we've never met before, and, uh-huh. you know, don't know anything about them, or, like, oh, my gosh, they're so beautiful. I, you know, I want to be that person. But it's, like, why yeah. don't you say the same thing about yourself, you know? Right, and I think, I do think it takes time, like, I, I didn't find myself attractive until, like, maybe two years ago, and, yeah, I think what really changed for me is, like, one embracing my sexuality and stop trying to hide it and then Mm -hmm. two like um changing like getting dreadlocks helped me to feel more myself too because my locks i consider them gender neutral Mm -hmm. like i can make them feminine or i can make them masculine and that helps me to see myself in that way and when i look in the mirror because they like locks have their own personality Mm -hmm. so i just feel I feel at one with myself. So that helps me to feel like I'm attractive. Not to mention that I believe in my abilities a lot more now, like as an artist and as a creative. And I like I know my own growth period. So the person I am now, my current state of being, I really like. I really like who I am. What's the question? I was on the tangent. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. Yeah. The question was just, what makes you a badass? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love yeah, how we yeah. got into this, you know, <laughs> down this road of, like, you know, of, like, self-love. Because yeah. it's so important, you know? It really is. It's a process for sure. There's some days where where I just don't like myself or, well, it's not, well, I take it back. It's not days where I don't like myself. It's days where I feel imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. where I don't feel worthy, where I feel like there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I have to talk myself out of, out of that. Yeah. You ever have days like that? Oh my gosh, yeah. Like all the, not all the time, but... Yeah. Like, I think especially in advertising, too, you need all these people who who seem so effortlessly successful. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, how did how did they get there? Am I, am I doing something wrong? Am I, you know... Am, am I... I think I sometimes think, too, like... Because I, I consider myself to be my own worst critic when it comes to my work. Um, so, yeah, you get that shit all the time. And you're like, well, do I do I deserve to be there? And I think mm-hmm. especially in this program, because my sister had did it in the past, um, I initially had some sort of imposter syndrome because I was like, well, am I here just because my sister did it? And mm-hmm. they really liked her. Um, 
But I think through this program and really being able to test my own abilities and push myself, I've realized that I deserve to be here. I deserve, you know, I deserve a spot here. And, and you know, and my work spoke first. If I, if I was, you know, related to my sister, but my work sucked or I was an asshole, like, I probably wouldn't be here. Because how do you work with 13 people from all across the country, you know, live with them, work with them? see them 24 7 how do you do that if you're if you're not talented and if you're not you know a good person deep down mm. i definitely think you deserve to be here like, i don't know your sister i met her one time <laughs> she's seen all right <laughs> she had a nice voice <laughs> but i know you and i know how hard you work and you are good at you are good at what you do you're good at words you definitely help me to you <laughs> So she, I wrote a blog post and she edited it for me. And like, once she got done editing it, I was like, you made me sound really, really smart. <laughs> <laughs> and when you did that, you was like having fun. You were in your zone. And I've never seen somebody like play with words the way you do it. And I'm just like, that's cool. <laughs> Not to mention, you like have this hidden talent of art and design, which I was kind of mad that you didn't share with me. And then like, when she, when she did share it, y'all, she made it seem like it was just like something she did, like here and there, like. She made it seem like she was kind of bad at it, so we could like overlook her, overlook her. And then she showed me her art, and I was like, Heather, like you are actually a designer, <laughs> like you know color schemes, you know like how to illustrate. Like you're not just a word person; you do designs too. But I do, yeah. Like don't sleep on yourself. You have a multitude of talents, and I think that's really good. Thanks, dude. Hmm. Thanks. Yeah, I I definitely. I mean, I have a lot of fun just editing stuff. Yeah, I think it's just fun to like edit words. Like, see, and I think that shit would drive me crazy. But for (laughs) you, (laughs) that's how I feel about design. Though, like, I love illustration, but the second a professor is like, "Oh, like this isn't on brief," or like, you know, "Oh my god, one time, so I was taking an art direction class, and I had to do um this like project for Heinz." And my teacher, like, comes up to me and was like, that font does not communicate french fries in the slightest. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, communicating french fries <laughs> through a font. Like, <laughs> um, And that's funny because I feel like I know what he means. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you could be, like, on my shoulder and be like, he actually wants this font. <laughs> <laughs> that's mad funny. <laughs> But I'm sure whatever was on that poster was spelled wrong for me. And you can come back and change that. (laughs) (laughs) Word. And that's why we work well together. Mm -hmm. That's why we are a good pair. Yeah, we balance each other out for sure. Yeah. All right. So I know you're incredibly busy and you have hella designs to make, hella concepts, hella pitches to ramp up as we are... You know, entering the last couple weeks of our internship program. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you for taking the time. I had an amazing conversation. And I don't know. I just love your mind. I think it's it's fascinating. <laughs> you're, you're a beautiful soul. Oh, thank you. <laughs> she trying to make me blush, y'all. <laughs> oh, okay, so please shout out any of your socials, Instagram, mm-hmm. all that shit. Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Chris underscore Originals. Same thing on YouTube, Chris Originals. On Twitter, I am Chris underscore Journals. Come, my content is around art and around gay shit. So if you're down with that, come to my Instagram page first. Definitely connect with me, send me a DM, and I'll be sure to hit you right back. Word. Word. And I'm single. 
<laughs> yeah, hit her up. Ladies, also hit her up. She's an amazing person, amazing yeah. designer, great yeah. dresser. Yeah, loves to grab food, condom, yeah, anything like that. And uh, along the job market as well, employers. <laughs> I'll send you my portfolio site. <laughs> Actually, go to ChristinaIsaiah.com to see my work. Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, Isaiah, I-S-A-I-A-H.com. That's for employers. And for ladies, too. <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're interested in taking Chris out and you're like, but what? To, how are her design skills? Are they Ooh. dope? Like, go to that fucking website. Get that click-through rate up. Yes. Make those impressions. All, all of that, that shit. Yes. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been an amazing experience. Check out bwpblog.com for our next articles, interviews, thought provokers into advertising. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Chris and I talk about advertising art psychology all that shit Duh, yeah and thank you so much have a lovely day